Hello and welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan, and in this program, we all discover jazz, old and new, together by listening to a wide array of selections, exploring different jazz styles and topics related to jazz, we'll learn more about what it is, what it isn't, how it's developed, and what we can listen for to enhance our experience. For the next 60 minutes, Discovering Jazz. Today, a special treat. I interviewed Toronto jazz singer Mika Barnes, and we had a conversation about what makes a vocal, a jazz vocal. I present a lot of what we talked about, plus some of the singers who inspired him. And between it all, I have a track of my favorite singer, the late Gene McDaniels, in an informal get-together with pianist Tom Snow, where he demonstrates some of what I think Mika talks about. Let's start with a bit of Mika Barnes from his album from 2016, New York Stories. After the romance, the rent. After the romance, the poetry comes to an end. The money's been spent, the flowers all sent After the romance, the rent After the romance, there's no more table for two Slap, tickle and squeeze, just sweet memories After the romance, the rent Laundry's got to get done After the romance The dishes are gonna get flung After the romance We'll look back at all of the fun After the romance The rent After the romance A happy ending begins Say goodbye to the thrills Hello to the bills After the romance Piano work there, too, by Michael Shand. 
I started my interview with Mika Barnes at Showplace in Peterborough this past June by asking him about his development as a singer and his foray into jazz. When I was a kid, that's what I was doing. I, uh, I started at the family piano, trying to learn those jazz standards, you know? And um, we were very blessed because uh, there was so much music in my house. My father was a classical composer. My mother's mother was a concert pianist. So we just had wall-to-wall music growing up, my brothers and I. And uh, what ended up happening was I was in a little rock band, the way everyone is with their friends in junior high, 13, 14 years old. And I quit the band when I heard Billie Holiday. Ah. (laughs) And I would announce to everybody, I'm going home to become a jazz and blues artist. At 13, they just laughed at me. They're like, what? Most uncool thing you could do. And I was just hell-bent. I learned all the songs by Bessie Smith, Fats Waller, Billie Holiday, Count Basie, Duke Ellington. Created a whole problem for myself when I opened up the songbooks and had to deal with Cole Porter, George Gershwin, etc. But as a teenager, that's what drove me. What was it specifically, Bika, about Billie Holiday that excited you so much? I could hear the intelligence of her musicality, the sophistication of her approach musically, and the depth of her individuality really spoke to me as a teenager. I was like, wait a minute, this woman's powerful. And, and you know, it's not the greatest voice, right? But it's got the, the heart and soul and smarts to work a lyric like to wring the every last bit of juice out of a lyric, right? <laughs> I really get it. I didn't always appreciate Billie Holiday, but I certainly do now. The year was 1958. Her voice was shot due to alcohol and drug abuse, and she recorded and released an album called Lady in Satin. From the album, here is You Don't Know What Love Is. You don't know what love is Until you've learned the meaning of the blues Until you've loved a love you've had to lose You don't know what love is don't know how lips hurt until you've kissed and had the pain the cards until you've flipped your heart and you have lost you don't know what love is do you You don't know how hearts burn 
For love that cannot live Yet never dies Until you've faced each dawn With sleepless eyes You don't know What love is Till you've faced each dawn with sleepless eyes You don't know what love is What love Wow, what a performance. Back to my discussion with singer and voice teacher Mika Barnes. He mentioned being excited as a teenager when he heard Billie Holiday and also Bessie Smith. And Bessie Smith would kind of be almost like the opposite in terms of the way she uses her power. Right, that, right. Well, and the life force of Bessie Smith, the willingness to, to yell at the world who she was, was really fascinating to me as a kid. I think as a teenager, I thought that was pretty outrageous. You know, kind of like punk rock in a way. I was like, who is this woman who's willing to stand there and declare, you know? You know, Bessie would be more considered blues, but she survived into the jazz era, and she swung hard on some of those later tracks, eh? Like, uh, she had like a little Dixie jazz band around her on her final recordings, and you can hear her swinging. And it's like, oh yeah, you, if you'd lived, you would have been able to live into the into the swing era. From Bessie Smith's last recording session of 1933. Bringing me down, he's got a rhythm 
Let's hear more from Mika Barnes. Any male vocalists who were particularly exciting for you at the time? Oh yeah, Larry. I was a, I was just a Nat King Cole acolyte from the minute I heard him till till today. You know, he he cast such a huge. Uh, he's like because he's so intelligent in his phrasing and such a great. Um, he chooses fantastic material. The arrangements are even from the jazz era right up into the schmaltzy string era. He he always delivered a vocal that was classy and deep in terms of its understanding of the lyric. So and of course his tone, which you know you can't manufacture somebody else's tone, but if I could. I wish that I had his, don't we all? Here's a 1943 recording that is considered one of Nat King Cole's best performances. The Nat King Cole Trio with Oscar Moore on guitar and Johnny Miller on bass. Sweet Lorraine. I've just found joy I'm as happy as a baby boy with another brand new choo-choo joy When I met my sweet Lorraine, Lorraine, Lorraine A pair of eyes That are brighter than the summer skies When you see them, you realize Why I love my sweet Lorraine Now when it's raining, I don't miss the sun Because it's in my baby's smile And to think that I'm the lucky one That will lead her down the aisle Each night I pray That no one will steal her heart away I can't wait until that lucky day When I marry sweet Causes in my baby's smile And to think that I'm the lucky one That will lead her down the aisle Each night I pray That no one will steal her heart away 
I can't wait until that lucky day when I marry sweet Lorraine. But I that do that little Improvisation, as opposed to sticking to the melody the way it was created. Toronto singer, songwriter, and voice teacher Mika Barnes. We're going to hear more from him later, but I want to take what he says further, maybe illustrate it. And I have a favorite singer, the late Gene McDaniels, also known as Eugene McDaniels. Like Mika, he has run the gamut of pop rock, soul, R&B, and jazz singer, but his roots were in jazz. I'm going to play an excerpt of the first meeting between Gene McDaniels and New England pianist Tom Snow, where you get to hear Gene demonstrate jazz singing and talk a little bit about his own jazz roots.
so fun. Yeah. That was so fun. Wow, wow, wow. I haven't sung that song since 1964. Oh, man. I can't even oh, believe I, I, oh, find, I got the, the words, words together. Are coming out there. Yeah, that's so great. <laughs> it skipped me the first time oh, through. I missed a big chunk oh, of lyrics. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Where did you grow up? Is it, um, I was born in Kansas. Oh, I grew up in Nebraska. Oh, wow. And everybody thought I was crazy wow. because I sang weird. Yeah. You know, I yeah. sang in, inside the changes as opposed to just melodies. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. Let's hear a bit more of what Gene McDaniels means when he says he sings inside the changes as opposed to just melodies, which Tom Snow is also doing in his piano backing. Gene McDaniels actually had a few big pop hits in the early 60s and wrote a couple tunes that have become standards, like I Feel Like Making Love, which is a hit for Roberta Flack, and Les McCann and Eddie Harris's huge jazz smash of Compared to What. That meeting we just heard with Tom Snow took place, I believe, sometime around 2010. At some point, I want to do a whole program, maybe call it 60 Minutes of Gene McDaniels. There would be so much music to play and so much to say. But today, my guest on Discovering Jazz is Mika Barnes, who I spoke to before his concert at Showplace in Peterborough, June 23rd. Here's some more from Mika Barnes, talking about how he had to get rid of his rock voice in order to make his CD, New York Stories. Well, you've asked me about uh, all the other singers, and you've also asked me about the way I put together my own sort of approach to jazz and to jazz singing, right? Well, before I created the New York Stories album, I was singing with a rock and roll technique. I was singing with, with R&B and blues and rock and roll in my soul, you know? And then I started to write the jazz material that was going to become the album. I was living in New York, and I was so inspired by the music of that city. I just was overwhelmed by it. And Tin Pan Alley and the Brill Building, but more than anything, the jazz artists. And 
I started to work with a voice coach to put my own chops together so I could stop straining and pushing like a rock singer and just let the tone open up so I could express all that romance, all, you know, all that sort of sophisticated uh, wordplay and all the musical subtlety that's in jazz, you know. That became a really huge investigation. Here's another song from his New York Story CD, probably my favorite one on the album, Harlem Moon, Mika Barnes. Every week. 
More discussion with Mika Barnes about the whole category of jazz, at least as it relates to singers. But, you know, the force of personality, of musical personality, has a lot to do with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And there are moments that people like Ray Charles or Aretha Franklin, uh, you know, stray over the line into jazz. I mean, there's, there's less separation uh, for a musician. That's more a marketing thing, you know? Like, uh, they marketed Aretha as a jazz artist and as a blues artist up until the hits started to come, you know? Uh-huh. Right, then she became R&B. Right, Right. and sort of opened up a new genre in a way. I was never a huge Aretha fan, but wow, this next one is totally unforgettable. The title of this 1964 album from which this song was taken is Unforgettable, a tribute to Dinah Washington. Here is Aretha Franklin with This Bitter Earth. Bitter 
So how easy is it to learn to sing jazz if that's not the music you normally sing? Say a country and western singer yeah. who comes to you yeah. and um, they've become enamored of jazz or suddenly oh. they want to be a jazz singer. Right. What, what would you do? Happens all the time. Oh yeah. Well I think women in particular get to a certain age and they think, you know, I don't want to rock and roll anymore. I want to wear a nice gown. And stand beside the piano player and sing a torch song, you know. So, like, you do, I do get a lot of clients who are interested in in conquering jazz. Often, they can easily, more easily, live inside the genre of cabaret, where they can tell a story through the song, but not necessarily have to conquer the musical language of jazz, which, frankly takes years and years before people can really become adept at it. So, you know, I do have some clients that have really um, pushed themselves, and of course I've pushed them as well, and who have really, like, learned to improvise, learned to scat, learned to take a song and pull it apart lyrically and musically and sort of discover what they can bring to it as a jazz artist. It's few and far between, though, who can really live inside that world comfortably and you know i'm okay with that it's rarefied air not everyone belongs could you teach johnny cash to sing jazz you know we have i'm glad you name checked johnny cash he's probably not everyone's idea of a great singer but he's probably my favorite country singer out of literally everybody i mean that's the truth right you hear Mm -hmm. him and it just feels like the truth you know I, i think that touches on the authenticity factor in jazz. When I listen to Carmen McRae, when I listen to Arthur Prysak, uh, when I listen to Anita O'Day, of course Ella, of course Sarah, when I listen to, you know, Lambert Hendrickson Ross, all those great jazz singers, I'm listening for their authentic self expressing through the music. Right? So if Johnny Cash was to take a jazz tune and sing his truth as a person using the idiom, I have no doubt that Johnny would have been able to conquer it. 
just the way Dylan's making those records now. You know, the greats are great for a reason. We forget that. We put them in genres and we, you know, because it's easier to market music that way. But if Johnny Cash was interested, I'm sure he could have done country swing in a heart. It's almost like a willingness to take risks yeah. and not worry about having to be so good. Willie Nelson's jazz records. Yeah. Fantastic, yeah. right? Yeah. You want to hear a standard? Go to, go to Willie. It's about the willingness to take the sophisticated musical language and apply your own self to it. That's what I feel is the key. Willie Nelson's Stardust album was a great example of a country singer doing not just credible, but sometimes excellent versions of jazz standards, such as the title tune written by Hoagie Carmichael. Willie Nelson and Stardust. Sometimes I wonder why I spend the lonely nights dreaming of a song. Melody haunts my reverie, and I am once again with you. When our love was new, and each kiss an inspiration, but that was long ago. And now my consolation is in stardust of a song Beside the garden wall When stars are bright You are in my arms The nightingale tells his fairy tale of paradise where roses grew Though I dreamed in vain In my heart There always will remain My stardust melody The memory of love's refrain
I dream in vain In my heart there always will remain My stardust melody The memory of love's refrain who um, technically are really good, but in terms of other attempts to sing jazz or whatever, just don't have it. Yeah, usually, and this is a, uh, a bit of a cliche, when any of the classical artists attempt jazz, there's a tendency for them to still want to create tone, even though... They might be reducing from the operatic tone or the, you know, the, the pure classical tone. There's a tendency for classically trained singers to not be able to handle jazz. Because it always sounds a little too slow and you're just And you know, there's just no way for it to feel authentic. I'd rather hear a country and western singer go for the jazz because they could swing at least, you know? <laughs> In 1960, opera singer Eileen Farrell released an album of jazz and blues standards called I Gotta Write to Sing the Blues, and she really put in the effort to be authentic. I can't say it worked, but I admire the attempt. And uh, here's part of Eileen Farrell's version of Blues in the Night. Pigtails, my mama done told me, huh? A man's gonna sweet talk and give you the big eye, but when the sweet talking's done, a man is a two faced, a worrisome thing who'll leave you to sing the blues. Take my word, the mockingbird will sing the saddest, saddest kind of song. He knows things are wrong, and he's All right, some nice moments in that interpretation. Some pretty awful ones, too. Eileen Farrell, opera singer, singing Blues in the Night from 1960. I do need to play a real jazz singer. And Mika mentioned Carmen McRae, Ella Fitzgerald, Anita O'Day, and Sarah Vaughan. From 1954, here's Sarah Vaughan. <laughs> So we be do ya bum, we be do ya boom, be boom, be ah. Say a day, a day, a day, a day, a 
Here's more from singer and voice teacher now, Mika you Barnes. You do a lot of teaching, right? A lot I do. of voice teaching. I do, Larry. And, uh, but who would be your favorite student? You know, a young artist who comes with a lot of passion and and a lot of um, interest in growing, who's got some abilities as a songwriter, who wants to tell their stories. I find myself very engaged with artists who are songwriters. Uh, they don't. I work with all kinds of people, you know, from rock and roll, country, folk, R and B, blues, lots of jazz singers, but um, pop, you know. But it's regardless of the genre, if the artist has their own motor, where they have a musical personality already, and sometimes that expresses as a songwriter, but sometimes it's more just they have a unique take on the music and their own style already. That's exciting to me. That wakes me up as a coach and gets me really engaged on a very deep level. Mika didn't name any names, but I wonder if this Calgary vocalist who I just discovered might fit into that category. Her name is Ellen Doty. I like this track. She seems to have, from my perspective anyway, a jazz sense. With Jameson Cole on drums, Josh Crowhurst guitar, Tristan Campbell trombone, and Steve Shepard, a bright bass. Ellen Doty with No Good Man. She slept all day All dolled up Just the way he likes it Mashed gravy marinated filet Made just the way 
Okay, well, my discussion with a good man and the delightful jazz singer, composer, and music teacher, Mika Barnes, is coming to an end. And I wanted to give Mika a chance to talk a bit about his latest I've project. I've started a brand new recording, and which we'll be releasing soon, and it's, uh, it's the big Vegas showroom singing. So I've been studying the guys, right? Sammy Davis Jr., Jack Jones, our buddy Frank, of course. 
but a whole bunch of other guys like Mal Torme and Nat King Cole who were uh, popular in the big right. big Vegas era and just trying to get in some of that muscularity because of course it was still kind of Broadway singing and jazz singing combined was right. kind of the Vegas sound so I've been working with that and it's been really something we put horns on the record so I've had to really bring back some of that power and that's been fun Thank you, Mika Barnes, for the wealth of information and inspiration you've given here. Before we finish, there's a British power singer who both Mika and I thought was wonderful. And I want to end with a song by her. Although Amy Winehouse was gone too soon, whenever she sang jazz, there was something so truthful about it. She was amazing. Truly. It's like a young Dinah Washington or something. And I really know we've lost one of the greats when we lost her. There's a saying, oh, says that love is blind. Still we're offered to seek and he shall find. So I'm going to seek a certain land I've had in mind. Looking But he's the big affair I cannot forget Only man I ever think of with regret I'd like to add his initial to my Somebody I'm longing to see I hope that he turns out to be Someone who watch over me I'm a little lamb who's lost in the wood And I know I could always be good to been listening to Discovering Jazz on Trent Radio 92.7 on the FM dial in Peterborough. I'm Larry the Radio Guy. Until next time, bye!